You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. This is a house of learned doctors. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. Close your eyes shut, I'm going to punch you square in the face. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico with you, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. We had some interesting developments from the Matt Rule press conference this morning, obviously the first day of spring football. And to uh, talk about it, we bring in our good friend, Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, the rival site for the Huskers. Steve, it's been a few weeks. How, how's life going, man? It's going great. Uh, we finally had some... Uh, real football to talk, not just mm-hmm. um, what what we think is happening. We we uh, got the head coach to talk about what was actually happening on the field. So that was a, lo- a lot of fun. A lot of fun this morning. Yeah, I mean, so uh, out of the fir- I mean, all out of all the, it was kind of a newsy morning for day one of spring ball. I mean, obviously, maybe we we ex- expected some updates on attrition and guys that left the program and things like that. But out of everything on our bingo card, I think I was uh, obviously most surprised with. Anthony Grant wasn't allowed to practice this morning. I mean, how big of a concern is it? It doesn't seem like Matt Rule's too worried about it, but how, I mean, in reality, how big of a hit is it? Uh, so, yeah, when I, when I first heard that, I was kind of thinking, thinking myself about it. And you never want to see, like, um, like a six-year guy um, be suspended. That just maybe, maybe screams immaturity to me. Um, you know, he's Anthony Grant. This is his third stop collegiately. You know, starting his career at Florida State, then going the JUCO route at, at New Mexico State Military Institute, and then um, here at Nebraska. And then, you, you, like I said before, you just don't want to see a, a guy, a veteran guy, an older guy. Basically, you know, he's an adult right now. You don't want to yeah. see him, you know, do the things um, that that warrant him getting suspended and not being out there for the first day of spring ball. So that's disappointing. But you know, like you said, Rule didn't seem too concerned about it. I, I think we'll see. Anthony Grant at some point I don't really know when but um you know this this opens the door for other running backs obviously right now to to make a good impression on the new coaching staff and I think um you know guys like Gabe Irvin who who I um really enjoyed um listening to and and learning about today it was a really good really good thing for him to have Matt Rule basically give him the best shout out of the day in my opinion called him the star of the offseason um um, that that that's really good for for Gabe Irvin because I think he's he's a guy that maybe gets forgotten about sometimes. Um, but if you think back and remember him from 2021, he was a true freshman starter who beat out other mm-hmm. older guys at, at running back before his season-ending um, knee injury in the fourth game at Oklahoma. So that was really good to hear about um, Gabe Irvin. But yeah, getting back to Anthony Grant, just disappointing um, that that a guy that old and and um, you know, basically, an adult makes makes some decisions that that aren't the best and gets suspended. But again, that creates some opportunity for others in the running back room. I mean, Steve, just kind of assess this running back room because after we heard that that Anthony Grant wasn't practicing today, and then we heard about Gabe Irvin, right? And AJ Allen's still there. Ramir Johnson, who was the leading rusher in twenty twenty one, is still there. How do you assess and view this? Because like. And maybe I'm wrong. Gabe Irvin looked bigger than normal last year, or, oh, yeah. or excuse me, today when we saw him. Um, he's put on a couple LBs, and we know what a healthy AJ Allen in freshman form looks like. And we only expect the same, if not more, from him as he grows and gets uh, more familiar with Nebraska and with college football. 
How do you assess this running back room as a whole? Because now, with Anthony Grant's situation somewhat up in the air, it becomes a little more interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, and I still view this as a really, really good running back room. And I still view it. I'm still I'm still picturing Anthony Grant um, in, in the in the discussion because you know while he's not out there right now, I, I just I just think it's it's maybe something that we're going to see him in fall camp, and he's going to um, maybe have a better head on his shoulders and and maybe go into the season um, more more determined and doing everything the right way. Um, hopefully it's 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 that case, but right now I'm still viewing it viewing it as a really good running back room with basically a three headed monster I'm looking at right now because I've always liked Gabe Irvin Jr. and I've always liked um, AJ AJ Allen. I did not expect AJ Allen to have the type of freshman season yeah. that he did and, and maybe stepping on a Big Ten field and looking like he belongs right away. Um, that was really cool to see, and I'm still I'm still picturing Anthony Grant being a, a discussion point and, and being. Uh, one of the main ball handlers during the season, um, but yeah, I mean, if I've, I'm a guy that um, really likes to follow these players on social media and see what they're up to in the off season. And if you if you follow Gabe Irvin Jr., um, he's he's a workout guy, right? He, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned what he looked like physically today because it's super super impressive. They list him at six foot and two fifteen right now on the roster. I mean, those those weights aren't updated, and I really wish they are. I've, I've been checking every single day to see if those weights have been updated, but they haven't. But, yeah, Gabe Irvin Jr., uh, Matt Rule, said he's up to 222 pounds right now. So at 6 feet, 222, he's that, he has that Big Ten frame that you want to lean on in the second half, and especially in the fourth quarter, um, just like Matt Rule said today. He, he views Gabe Irvin as a possible um, – you know, wrecking ball, I think is, is, is the term or no battering ram. Matt rule said, mm-hmm. use the word uh, term battering ram when talking about Gabe Irvin jr. In the fourth quarter where, you know, if you can get 75 yards out of your running game in the fourth quarter alone, that, that goes a long way of um, kind of sealing off wins and, and keeping your offense on, on the, on the field and bleeding clock and keeping your defense off the field. So Gabe Irvin jr. I think had, had one of the better days, out of the press conference today with, with that kind of shout out from the head coach. And yeah, we'll see what the, what, what a healthy AJ Allen can bring too, because I think he's got that, that home run speed, that game breaking speed along with Ramir Johnson in there. Um, so yeah, it was a overall, I think Gabe, Gabe Irvin was the, one of the more positive uh, shout outs that, that rule gave today. From one position group that got a lot of love in the running backs and, and all those shout-outs to another one that is is kind of in the same boat but a little bit different. The tight end room has a lot of bodies, but unlike the running room, not a lot of experience, at least at the at the University of Nebraska. You've got Eric Gilbert coming in. You've got Thomas Thomas Fedoni, who apparently is upset with Matt Rule for limiting his snaps and limiting uh, <laughs> what he can do right now in the spring. And then you've got Nate Borkacher, who's coming back, and he has the most snaps out of all the tight ends in the room right now. Um, you know, A.J. Rollins and some of those other guys in there who, who have all of this talent and all of all of this uh, hype surrounding them but uh, haven't seen the field. How do you feel about the tight end room given that Fedoni's not going to get a lot of run this this uh, spring? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point because it, I, I, I think back to when I was writing these uh, position breakdown preview type things for Inside Nebraska and, and when it came time for the tight ends, you look, at, you look at the roster right now for tight end at Nebraska and on paper they have like a one-two punch that could be the best in the Big Ten with Thomas Fedoni and Arik Gilbert. But, you know, we can't look at these things on paper. We need to see uh, what these guys are going to do on the field. And on the field, there's not a lot of production recently, especially with Thomas Fedoni. He only has a handful of snaps under his 
belt in his career. And then Arik Gilbert um, was an SEC all-freshman member when he was tearing things up at LSU in 2020. But the past two seasons, after transferring to Georgia, um, it wasn't going well. And he was away from the team, then he was back, and then he was away from the team again last season at the end of it. So just an odd sort of um, odd odd events with Arik Gilbert in, in Georgia. But, you know, he's over here and uh, Matt Rule didn't talk. I, I tried to ask um, Matt Rule a little bit more, try to pry him a little bit more for more information on Reed Gilbert, but uh, he didn't really want to say much. So that um, has me wondering something about Reed Gilbert. I, I, I wonder if he's out there um, full full go and everything. But yeah, with with Thomas Fedoni, it was kind of funny because you know after hearing what Thomas was saying at the press conference about how badly he wants to be out there and and he's fully healthy and ready to go. Um, Matt Rule is still going to be um, careful with these guys, and especially careful with um, guys who have ACLs in the past. And Thomas Fedoni has had two of those. So Matt Rule said, while Thomas Fedoni is completely um, healthy and, and ready to go, he's just going to be smart and going to be limited. So yeah, you look at you look at the rest down the roster, and you'd have to go with I think Nate Borkacher, we the walk on from Aurora, the former Husky. Uh, I think he's maybe the most on um, the tight end with that we're that we know the most about and that we know that and we know what we can get from um i think he's a pretty solid blocker in the run game and i think he's a capable receiver in the pass game um but then you know we also talked about chris hickman is off the team uh james carney is off the team then you keep going down the line and then now you're wondering about aj rollins um what what can he go can he can he you know take another step forward and then we start listening to, um, you know, good things said about, um, you know, good things said about Janarin Bonner, the former receiver from Georgia, who has always looked physically impressive. He looks like a sophomore in the SEC, um, but he's working as kind of a hybrid tight end, which um, Marcus Satterfield used a lot it, it, during his um, play, calling, play calling days last year at South Carolina. With um, he kind of reminds me of a possible Jaheim Bell. Um, type player. If anybody uh, watched any Gamecock um, football games from last year, as as kind of an undersized but still um, really athletic guy that can maybe line up in the slot or line up as an H back a little bit in the backfield and, and take some handoff season. So there, there's there's a lot of different um, bodies, but again, there's not a lot of proving guys there, which. Um, maybe raises some questions, and rightly so. Steve, a couple more before we let you go. We're talking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Most intriguing transfer in to Nebraska for you ahead of spring ball? It's got to be cheap borders uh, for me. Oh, actually, um, can I give you two? Yeah. It's kind of a 1A, 1B with me. So I'm going cheap borders uh, because Nebraska's got some um, interesting transfers on, on defense. I think cheap borders... Is, is one of those perfect linebackers, hybrid linebackers for a 3-3-5 that Tony White is wanting to run here. Um, I think Chief Borders is capable of playing right next to Luke Reimer on the inside. I think he's capable of rocking down to the line of scrimmage during some offensive sets, depending on what the offense shows personnel-wise and formation-wise. I think Chief Borders can rock down to the line of scrimmage and play on the outside shoulder of an offensive tackle and, and be um, one of those edge type players. I think he's just built extremely well at 240 pounds that he can do a little bit of both. And we all know how fast cheap borders is. Just watch some of his um, special teams highlights um, at, at Florida. And then on the offensive side, I really, really, really like and enjoy watching what a healthy Billy Kemp 
can do at, at receiver. Billy Kemp is a guy who um, spent five seasons at Virginia. He holds some records there for receiving um, and, and total yardage and, that's, and, and, that, and those kind of things, but he's, he has experience lining up in the slot. He has experience lining up on the line of scrimmage on the outside as an X receiver. He has experience in the backfield taking handoffs. He really gives me at five foot eight, five foot nine, one hundred eighty pounds. He really uh, reminds me of what Wandale Robinson um, showed in his college career. Um, so I, I'm really excited. I think Billy Kemp is is a potential, um, you know, star in this offense if everything goes correctly. If if uh, the offensive line gets it together and and the, whoever the quarterback is has time to throw the ball, I think Billy Kemp can lead this lead this offense in, in receptions and maybe passing yards. He's not going to burn anybody down the field. He's not going to blow top off the defenses, but I think in short areas and then underneath routes and intermediate routes, I think Billy Kemp is going to be awesome. You mentioned depending on who the quarterback is. I mean, we we heard confirmation from Matt Rule today that Casey's not out there throwing right now. How big of a, a, a step up or how big of a, a jump is that on for Jeff Sims? or advantage, I should say, for Jeff Sims since he's the new guy on the block now and, and he has an opportunity to throw during spring when, when Casey doesn't? It is an advantage. I, I can't say it's not an advantage. Anytime you can actually go out there um, able-bodied and, and be able to throw um, as, as much as as much as they can in front of the coaches, it's got to be an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the thing that I'm wondering about is, you know, we know that Matt Rule probably isn't going to name a starter in the spring. He probably wants some live bullets, um, you know, to see how some of these guys react in live bullet settings with some scrimmages. And, you know, I, I think we're going to go into fall camp with this um, competition being open because, because I think that they're going to give uh, Casey Thompson a, a real chance to get out there once he's able to, to be fully cleared and throw the football and, you know, be a quarterback out there. I think they want a good look at what a healthy Casey Thompson is. And, um, but you know, you can't, you just can't deny that Jeff Sims has all the, all the uh, advantages right now. Um, you know, he's, he's a, he's a hot shot transfer from Georgia tech. He has some things to work on himself. He needs to take care of the ball. Marcus Satterfield was recently in, in an interview talking about what he wants from his quarterbacks. And, and the first thing he says was ball security. Jeff Sims threw 23 interceptions in three seasons at Georgia tech. And, and he was um, very, very injury prone. He missed a lot of games too. So, um, Jeff Sims has some things to work to work on, but um, being out there and being healthy and able to go right now, um, that's going to give him a leg up. But uh, Casey Thompson, the, w- the way his football IQ is, his veteran leadership, um, he's just an older guy. I, I like to call him. I- I've told you guys this all the time. He just reminds me of an assistant coach out there. Yeah. He's like an 11th assistant, assistant coach on the field right now um, for you at quarterback. I-, I just think the coaches, you know, when you ask coaches what they want in the quarterback, the top thing always is experience, starting experience. Casey Thompson has experience, and he's a smart guy. He's a smart cat who um, really I don't think will have any trouble learning Marcus Satterfield's mm-hmm. offense and, and with the progressions that, that I think that you know that offense is going to ask the quarterback to make and everything, I, I think that's right up Casey Thompson's um, alley. So it's, this thing is going to go into the fall camp, deep into fall camp, yeah. I think. Steve, last one before we let you go. We get to see uh, the fir- our first look at practice on Thursday. Where are you going to be stationed? What, what what are your eyes going to be on most? Dang, I haven't thought about that. Probably, let's go with the offensive line, boys. 
Okay. How about the offensive line? Because, I, again, um, I, I think back to, to what I've been writing at Inside Nebraska, and when I'm, when I'm talking about the offense and when I'm talking about the quarterback, quarterbacks and I'm talking about all these, all these cool skill guys that Nebraska has, None of it's going to matter if they can't if, if the offensive line um, isn't better than last year, right? Yeah. So I want to see what Ben Scott looks like. Is is he playing center now? Donovan Riola is probably going to switch some guys around. It is the spring. This is the time to yeah. to experiment with guys. Um, that tackle depth, offensive tackle depth, is something that I'm kind of scared scared about. Um, I want to see who's out there um, at tackle with Teddy Prochaska not being able to go. Um, so I, I want to see where Turner Corker and the kind of Swiss Army knife who you can stick uh, different places. I want to see where he's where he's at. I, I just want to see who's out there in general because the offensive line. Um, you know, we heard Matt Rule talk about the number of scholarships he likes to have with the offensive line. He, he mentioned sixteen. Uh, we count thirteen right now, so they are light on bodies on the offensive line, and especially at offensive tackle. I just go back to the offensive tackle position. Uh, that's going to be really one to one to watch the guard positions. I like the I like uh, any combination um, at guard position. I think Nebraska, you know, has some able-bodied guards. Nerd and Newelli. I'm really interested to see what he looks like out there after being suspended all last season. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan Piper looked very very good today, in my opinion. His his he's worked on his body. That guy looks like a uh, kind of a monster out there. So. I'm really interested in the offensive line. I think that'll be my answer. Steve, got a long way to go. Start a spring ball today. Appreciate the time as always, man. We'll we'll see you later this week. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Nick. Thanks for having me, Rico. That is Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Appreciate his time as always. Interesting stuff there. Yeah, that the wide receiver room, Rico. I forget about Billy Kemp. So so and I feel like I shouldn't. Here's where we're at. Nebraska has 15 scholarship wide receivers. That's Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen. Excuse me, that fourteen is... scholarship wide receivers. Whew. Now, here's what's crazy: six of those fourteen are true freshmen. That leaves you with Marcus Washington, Joshua Fleeks, and Billy Kemp. Mm-hmm. Tommy Hill is a question mark right now because he was not allowed to practice today. Is he back to corner? Wide receiver, DB, whatever one it is. Okay. So so either so if it's without Tommy, if he's back at corner or yeah. back on defense, that makes you 13. So still has a question mark. Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. Oh, yeah, he's back. Who comes back. Sean Hardy, who hasn't mm-hmm. seen snaps. Mm-mm. Xavier Betts, who's been out of football for a year. Mm-hmm. And Victor Jones Jr., who hasn't seen snaps. Okay. So, so that's where you're leaning heavily on Marcus Washington and Billy Kemp, I'd assume. Yep. And then your other transfer in in Joshua Fleeks, unless there's a true freshman, whether it's Malachi Coleman, whether it's Jalen Lloyd, Jaden Doss, mm-hmm. um, Bryce. That takes a, step. Uh, that takes a, a massive step forward, AJ Allen esque step forward, but in the wide receiver room rather than running back room. Mm-hmm. And has an opportunity to play some significant time on Saturday. Of, how many of those freshmen are here? I know Malachi. Oh, that's, yeah, that's another. I know Malachi, Jalen, and yeah. um, I can't remember his name. The one down in Texas, Bryce Turner. Bryce Turner are not here. Yeah, because they're all so finishing up track in high school. That's what makes this much more fascinating. And we're not going to find answers at the end of spring ball, no. uh, unfortunately. But that that's going to leave a lot of speculation and curiosity because it's also. I mean, folks know this. Transfer portal is going to open up here at the end of spring, and, and you'll see more Husker names go in, and, and potentially more Husker names, are, you know, soon to be Huskers come out of that transfer portal who will come to Lincoln. And it's 
Do they continue to look for for depth in the wide receiver room? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, we have, there's a lot of lot of questions that we won't get answered anytime soon for uh, unfortunate reasons. Let's also, go ahead. A little bit of breaking news. We'll hit this and then we'll go to break. Okay. St. John's made their hire. Is it Rick Pitino? Rick Pitino is there in is. at St. John's. There it is. After three years at Iona, we'll talk with uh, Austin. Yeah, because he's back. Austin's back from vacation. We'll we'll talk to Mr. Orman coming up next uh, when we talk college basketball. Right after this, download our app by searching ninety three point seven The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on ninety three seven The Ticket and theticketfm.com. dot 